0: are coming over tonight
1: This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis, and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF.
2: Folks, Kyle here. I'm a physical therapist and a fantasy football junkie. I've been doing Dynasty for a year, and I joined the Dynasty Warzone Patreon about six months ago. And never have I felt more comfortable with having Memphis, Jerry, and the guys in the patron chat help me with buys, sells, and navigating free agency and rookie drafts. I can't recommend them enough, and so join the Patreon because if you ain't first, you're last.
3: What's happening, everybody? Happy Monday! What? The Dynasty Warzone on a Monday? That's right, it is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we couldn't wait. I'm an impulsive guy. Sometimes there's nothing to it but to get through it. And man, we have got an amazing rookie two-round Superflex mock draft for you tonight. And have we got a star-studded cast of characters to bring in here for you tonight. But there's no bigger character than my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what the hell is going on?
4: Gosh, so much. Randy. Randy. Did you see the second round? Did you see those two sex? Who are the uh, the top two running backs? One of them went to one team. One of them went to another. What? Wait, it was our teams. It was the our teams. Listen, we got to the Patreon chat, and I said, are y'all ready for the Detroit Lions to crap on DeAndre Swift's value? And don't you know what? They did exactly that. Randy, I must have said, oh, S-word? four or five times consecutively before any other phrase came out of my mouth because I could not believe it. The Lions fan in me, super excited for that. Really hoping that I get to rock that jersey at some point after they win the division. Yeah, that's a lie. And then, your boys drafted my guy. And now he gets to run behind that offensive line and I don't have to worry about Marlon Mack in the near future. It was a good weekend, friend. How are you doing?
3: You know, I've, I've mentioned him before, my, my best friend on this earth, Jim. He's a fellow Lions fan, fellow suffering Lions fan. And, you know, he plays fantasy football. He's a redraft guy. And he asked me what I thought of uh, the DeAndre Swift take. And, you know, and I was like, I, I liked it. I, I, I think you, you just draft talent. And I think he's going to be everything that Detroit fans thought Carryon Johnson could be. And we talked more about this on our Patreon, and we'll talk more about this on the Wednesday regular show. But I think you're starting to see a lot of what I'm calling single-serve NFL players. Jerry, have you seen the American Cinema Classic Fight Club? Uh, I have. You know the part where Tyler Durden talks about uh, you know, single-use, disposable, you know, everything? Mm-hmm. I think that's the way the NFL is starting to look at players. If you can't really prove to them that you can contribute within that first contract, they're just done with you. And we're seeing, it, we're seeing it with quarterbacks like we've never seen it before. I think we, we've seen it recently with Jameis Winston, who just signed with the Saints. We saw it with Blake Bortles. I think we'll see it in a year with uh, Mitch Trubisky. We saw it with Marcus Mariota. And I think Kerryon Johnson's kind of along that line. And that's something that I'm taking forward in Dynasty is that when you know a guy's not producing by like year two and a half, man, you got to start get, you know, getting plans to get him off of your team. Because if not, I th- I think you're you're really, really going to run up against it. I don't want to get too much into this, but yes, as a uh, as a Colts fan, I-, I like the JT pick. But as a Lions fan, man, you 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 got to be cool. This was the guy who was the 101 six months ago in Dynasty, and I still love this kid. Uh, what do they say about cars? A used car? It's a low mileage. This is a low mileage special coming in. Don't want to make this uh, intro too long. Remind you that the new project, the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor, it's live three weeks in a row, three shows in a row. We had a banger last week. Make sure you slide over to the Dynasty Happy Hour feed. Check that dude out. Just to continue to give you the heads up, these shows are running a hair long. So much great content, so many great guests. And there will not be a Friday show this week, because this is the quote-unquote Friday show, but there will be a Wednesday show Thanks to all of you leaving those five-star reviews. We continue to get those, and welcome to all of our new Patreons. You heard that in the shout-out to start the show, the little uh, testimonial of Kyle, one of our Patreons. I mean, we're really having a good time, and you guys were, Jerry, you guys were kicking my butt this weekend, because the weekend's supposed to be family time, right? And I woke up Saturday morning on my... Hey, you, hey, hey, hey.
4: I was with my family, the Patreon family.
3: I understand. I woke up Saturday morning. I went to bed about 11 o'clock. I had no messages, none, on, on my group me chat. I woke up seven hours later at 6 a.m. I had 111 messages in the group chat. You guys were going bananas. And I read through every bit of it because I learned as much from them as they do from us. If you're interested in what's going on at the Patreon patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. All right, man, let's get into it. Um, We're going to jump right into the drafting when I bring these guys on, but I'm going to make sure and give an intro to each and every one of them. Uh, The first drafter he's drafting in the 101 tonight, his name is Shane P. Hallam. Uh, You can find him on draftsite.com, fakepigskins.com, steelcityinsider.com. This guy is the man. Um, I can't wait to have him back on. Our second drafter, is my brother from another mother. That is Mr. Nick Whalen, uh, my exercise buddy, my Spartan Racing buddy. Uh, You can find him over at 4for4, writing articles, uh, doing podcasts and YouTubes with the guys at the Dynasty Nerds, and then his newest offering, The Graduates Just Hit the Street. Um, We did have Ray GQ, Ray Garvin of the DLF, and the Destination Debbie podcast. He had a personal emergency at the last minute, and was not able to join us. So,
4: whoa, whoa, well, who we get?
3: We got Mister Kyle August of the Red Shirts Fantasy, as well as the Fantasy Football Fellas. Um, Kyle was gracious enough to jump on with a, just a few minutes' warning. Um, but thank you to Kyle, and uh, just a, a, a thought going out to our buddy Ray, hoping everything's going okay for him. Uh, then we had you drafting forth, you uh, Jerry at the one o four with all the man of the hour, the man of the power stuff. Then we had Angelo, at Angelo underscore fantasy. He just launched a new website. This thing's a, a thing of beauty.
4: It's it's a piece of art. It, you'll re- know it. Really it is. You'll know it within seconds of looking at it when Lavisca Chenault puts his helmet on.
3: You know, Jerry. Do you remember? You're probably not old enough to remember this. Do you remember back in the day when uh? They, they defined porn on Capitol Hill with our government <laughs> a little before my time, but I wish it wasn't. It was, uh, they, they, they said, well, can you define it? And whoever the speaker was, I don't remember who it was. They were like, you don't know it because it means different things to different people, but you know it when you see it, you know, I don't care who you are and what eyes you're looking through. When you look at Angelo's website, it's an absolute thing of beauty, just crisp, clean, just everything's awesome. Uh, Drafting 6th was yours truly, Uh, and then drafting 7th was Garrett. Now He does a a project called Film Nerds, part of the Dynasty Nerds family of offerings, along with Nick, as well as Jared Wackerly and and some other people, uh, as well as all the stuff that he does over at the Dynasty Nerds. He was drafting 7th, and then our buddy Kane, your arch nemesis. Jerry, tell us about your boy Kane.
4: Listen, he's just a pain in my ass. He's a great guy, and he's smart, and I steal all of his knowledge. And I'm going to say these nice things while he's muted and he can't say anything. And he'll forget about it shortly enough when he takes a few jabs at me. So, yeah, I'm going to make fun of some of his picks. I'm sure he'll be a prick and make fun of mine, but screw him. That's what he gets.
3: You know what? That is what he gets. And I love me some Kane. He's over at the destination uh excuse me the debbie marketplace as well as the Devi diet and his patreon offering is the Devi lounge so just a lot of you hear that word Devi a lot with all these guys and you've heard these guys on talking <laughs> hey, about but but that's why we bring them on though 100 man i mean if, if we can give you what these guys are thinking and what they're doing and we talk about drafts we've already been through jerry and i've been in the habit of recording the open after the interview and you'll hear a lot of well, this is who I've taken, this is who I've taken, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and I'll tell you, um, I'm super excited to get these guys on here, and let's get drafting um Jerry, anything else before you bring on these guys? No goodness gracious, let's get this draft going. Let's get the draft going all right, and now that you know who all of our mock drafters are, we've got them here live in the studio with the one oh one you know him as the guy who has got a Uh, 2022 seven round mock draft
1: already out. Shane Hallam, welcome back. You're on the 101, sir. Perfect, 101 super flex. This is uh, rock easy. I'm taking Joe Joe Burrow quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I I mean, look, he he's the clear one one super flex. He'd be greatest quarterback season in college football history 150 years um so you, you take them i like the situation in cincinnati more than maybe a lot of people do they have jonah williams coming back offensive line has some young guys you have aj green Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. They drafted T. Higgins, who Joe Burrow worked out with before the quarantine stuff happened with Jordan Palmer. Uh, so they already have a rapport. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback this season as a rookie. And I think it's only going to go up from there. That, that's my hot take. And so I'm taking a 1 1 in every super flex I where I have that pick.
3: Well, I've already got two drafts going because that's the level of uh, degeneracy we're all a part of. And Joe Burrow was the 101 in both of those in a super flex. And I like the T Higgins shout out. We'll see where he goes in this. And this next man, uh, he he could wrestle with a later later combatant for the uh the, the most appearances by a guest ever. It's Mr. Nick Whalen, uh, of the graduates and uh, other projects near you. Nick, welcome back buddy.
5: Hey man, how's it going?
3: Good, but what what are you thinking at the one oh two?
5: Uh well I'm I'm got you know a little hyped there on Joe Burrow. I didn't have him that high but Shane talking me into him. So you know that's Boom. Um, I'm gonna go uh, you know I want to go running back here but my heart is with Tua Tungaveloa. I mean I think he is special. I have him higher in my rankings than Joe Burrow. He's done it for a longer period of time. He just does some special things as a quarterback in terms of processing, in terms of his accuracy down the field. Uh, I think that he encourages yards after the reception more than any quarterback in this class, Uh, actually any quarterback that I can remember in recent memory. So I think, you know, him going as early as he did kind of, mitigates all of the injury concerns, and he's going to fall, and whatever smoke and mirrors the Dolphins were throwing out there, it worked for them. They didn't have to trade up, and they got him. So I like this, this spot as well. I'm a big Preston Williams fan. Uh, they got Parker coming back. The sickies there. But they also don't play a division with Tom Brady anymore. So that division's wide open. I like Buffalo, but, I mean, the Jets aren't that great. I think New England's going to go downhill. I think that he's going to have some games where he can really lights and teams up.
3: That is a great pick. And uh, Nick also mentioned something that you can use in your dynasty rookie drafts. Don't tip your mitt. There was smoke all week that Tua was going to fall till nine. Is he going to go to Jacksonville? And is he going to, how far could he fall? And Miami did that and they saved themselves some draft picks by not tipping their hand. All right, this next guy is the guy who's going to wrestle with Mr. Nick Whalen as the most uh, appearances here in the Dynasty War It is Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellows. Kyle, welcome back, sir. And what are you thinking at the 103.
6: Yeah, I and mean, thanks for having me. Uh this is this is where it gets interesting, uh, especially in superflex leagues where I think both uh you know the the first two picks there are are the, were the correct ones? You got to go burrow with the one and I think Tua is worth taking at the 102 and uh, this is where you know what we saw pre-draft and now where we know where these landing spots are, things get shook up a bit as uh, as we've seen on Twitter and ADP's and such, but I'm going to stick and uh, people are going to call this a homer pick if you know me, but I'm still going to go with uh, Uh, my number one non QB entering this, entering this draft. uh, And that's CD lamb. Uh, I think that, no, the landing spot, you know, I am a Cowboys fan, so full disclosure there, but, and I was, uh, we were doing it. I was on a draft stream show, uh, like probably most of these gentlemen were. uh, And when they made that pick, when the Cowboys made that pick, you know, I was super excited as a Cowboys fan, but as a fantasy owner, I was a little bit disappointed because, you know, we, we want to pencil these, these elite prospects in for perfect landing spots where there's going to be plenty of opportunity early and, you know, throughout their careers. But for me, I, you know, I was definitely down on it in the moment, but after looking at it, I, I think this is going to be, you know, continue to be a high powered offense with the Cowboys Dak Prescott threw the ball, just under 600 times last year. You know, they did address some needs later on in the draft on the defense, but I still think that'll be a unit that struggles. So I think this offense will continue to put up yards. Uh, when you look at it, obviously they have Amari Cooper signed to what, what breaks down to be a two year guaranteed contract. They have Michael Gallup for another two years. But even with those two guys there, you have a hundred, you have 160 targets leaving the Cowboys with Jason Witten and Randall Cobb. I think if you, if you look at what CD lamb could be walking into, I think he could still be looking at 80 catches in his rookie year for close to a thousand yards. So I think you're going to get production right out of the gate, but I still think he's elite product product overall, and he's going to be, you know, a a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for years to come. So I'm going to go with CD lamb at three.
3: Well, they, they say, get your man. So get your mans, Kyle. He, uh, he, don't try to touch his cell phone. He's very particular. <laughs> if, you, if, yeah. if, if you touch the man's cell phone, he will snatch that cell phone right out of your lap. All right. Well, this next pick, you don't need to know uh, too much about him. He is the co-host of this program. It's Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, who you got at 104, buddy?
4: Well, I'm in a pickle now. You see, four is sort of the easiest pick in this draft, so to speak, unless you have a Cowboys fan who's going to just throw <laughs> a brick at your forehead. Uh, I thought I was going to just take the the last of the guys. Now i got to make my choice between the Kansas City running back and my 101. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a very handsome, very smart guy that has a great uh, rookie profile coming out. It already came out, The Graduates, by Nick Whalen. Great job. It was his 101 pre-draft. He's my 101 pre-draft and he landed with Randy's Colts. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor because the dude's a stud. And you're landing in a spot that has such a good offensive line that it made Marlon Mack look good. And as one of the premier haters of Marlon Mack in the world, I will gladly take Jonathan Taylor over everything else that that man could do. So I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor pretty easy. Uh, I, I love quarterbacks. Uh, it, it, it's it's the safe play to go in a super flex but there's nothing sexier than a running back. Because if you need a running back, all the little lemmings come crawling towards you and they give you all the extra gold that you want. Let me get the guy with the biggest pot of gold. Give me Jonathan Taylor.
3: It's hard. I was having this conversation with one of our other drafters here. Uh, at, On Wisconsin, and, I believe and, is what the wise people say. Um, <laughs> yes. You need to stop. the uh, the. Uh, it's hard because I was rooting for the Colts to take Antoine Winfield there. I thought Antoine Winfield behind Darius Leonard, just straight up the middle from DeForest Buckner to Leonard to Winfield would have been perfect. But, hey, you can't always get what you want. Uh, I our,
4: audibly gasped.
3: I did too. I, 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 I was stunned as a Colts fan. And, you know, Kyle hails from the Windy City, as does our next drafter. It is Angelo of Angelo Fantasy. Angelo,
2: welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be taking the easy pick for me, man, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I think everybody who knows me knows that was probably the selection. Um, but there's not too much I can really say more than what the Chiefs said at pick 32. I mean, uh, first running back drafted highest draft pick um, for running backs in 2003 for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think um, Andy Reid has a, has a plan for this guy. And um, after this year, there's no more, probably no more Damian Williams. Um, just it's his it's a backfield to him to himself. And I think he can thrive in that offense and, I'm um, extremely excited to see what he can do next to Mahomes.
3: I absolutely love that pick. Uh, I think it was stunning. I think a lot of people yeah, had, had, to, had to run it back. A lot of people had a quote-unquote, you know, a top four, a four horsemen of the running back world, if you will, and they didn't have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on there, and now he is. And in In a single... In a single QB league, he could easily be the 101. I've seen a lot of in the last 24 yeah. hours, both uh, Edwards-Hilaire and JT at the 101. So I can uh, can certainly dig that. Man, this next one was was tough for me. And it really came down to the landing spot. And I just don't think that one of these guys, as QBs, is as willing to check down to the running back. So based on that, and I see a three-down profile, I'm going to reach. I am going to... Maybe take this guy a little bit early, but I'm going Cam Acres. Um, I, I look at I look at the offense. Yes, the offensive line is bad in LA with the Rams, but not as bad as uh as Mr. Acres has seen. He would walk in and be like Ben, you've not seen anything. This is this is great. This this is elite where I come from type of thing. I think he shows a three down skill set, and if he can give you 75% of what Todd Gurley did when he was healthy, I, I think this is a home run pick. So. I am gonna go Acres with this <laughs> one, oh and then uh, what, what was that, Mister Whalen?
5: He's not even my top five running backs, man.
3: Oh, I, I, I don't want to spoil that. I, I want to let uh, the people know about the graduates at the end. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm very bullish on on Mister Akers. I love the talent, but I like the landing spot as much. Uh, You you heard the laugh of another good friend of the show, and he is the seventh drafter in this draft. It is Garrett Price. Garrett, what's up, buddy? Film nerd. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for making the time for us. Absolutely. I'm excited, and I'm especially excited
7: that you left my boy. Available for me. Uh, and, and it makes my life very, very easy here. Uh, I'm taking JK Dobbins. Uh, unfortunately, he went to the Baltimore Ravens as a Browns fan. That was a that was a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but as a fantasy football owner, I think people are really sleeping on this landing spot. I know that Mark Ingram is there for the time being. Uh, however, he is 30 years old. I think he's even going to be 31 next season. And they have Lamar Jackson, The really the only real knock that I heard all offseason on J.K. Dobbins, because it wasn't a lot to knock. But the one thing that I heard was he he, he played in an RPO offense with Justin Fields. How is that going to work at the next level? Well, he got Lamar Jackson, the person that can do that even better than oh. <laughs> Justin Fields. So, I mean, I, I don't know what more you could want uh, out of a running back. I think this guy is set up for fantasy gold uh, for the long term. You know, we've mentioned it before with other guys, but uh, a true three-down skill set. And I am thrilled to get him here at 107.
3: You know, for me personally, it was between him and Akers when I last sure. picked. I, I just don't – I didn't see a lot of checkdowns to the running backs. And then our last guest, you heard him chime in earlier because he went to battle with Jerry. It is Kane from the – oh, my God, I'm dying here. What is it, Kane? Help me out.
0: Debbie Marketplace.
3: From the Debbie Marketplace. Kane,
0: welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, just like Jerry, this pick will underwhelm because it is right before a tier break. Um, So I'm going to take DeAndre Swift, which is a no-brainer pick for me. Um, He was a tier one running back for me coming into this. I think he's still a tier one running back. You know, even with the landing spot, um, people are going to say that Matt Patricia uses a lot of running backs by committee. But if we look at just last year, somehow on Johnson still ended up with 70 percent of the touches while he was um, healthy. And then we have old Daryl Bevel, who likes to uh, run running backs harder than Jerry likes to run his uh, his Google incognito. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him, and I think it's a pretty easy pick.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I want to just you – know, I'll throw this out to anybody. It's so odd. I remember – I mean, October seems like forever ago in light of what's going on around the world right now. But just back in October, this guy was literally the consensus 101. In a non superflex league and here we are let's take the two quarterbacks out at this point he would be the sixth overall pick i mean i'll just throw it to our next drafter who's technically up with the 109 mr hallam what do you take from this i guess we'll call slight fall from grace for for deandre swift
8: uh,
1: it's interesting because i think the the landing spot people are worried about i think when you, when you look at him, you could say, mm, you know, maybe I prefer a Jonathan Taylor that can do everything. I think teams prefer that. Uh, but honestly, the Lions, not good. But Matt Patricia, probably going to get fired after this year. Let's keep it real. And so uh, if, if we have some faith that they're going to bring in a half-decent coach that's going to say, hmm, DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay are our two best players. Let's let's get them the ball. Then I, I think is this can end up being a real steal at the 108
3: i agree i again i almost went chalk there but the the lions are the lions i'm sorry they're cursed (laughs) it would be like like a it would like a yankees fan you know i don't know anyway I'm, i'm gonna get back to you
1: shane you are up with the 109 yeah this is superflex so uh i'm gonna take justin herbert the quarterback from uh, that's 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 in LA now to the Chargers. Uh I'll gladly take him at the 109. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a tear break here, but if someone goes receiver, I think you take Herbert. Guess what? This is the deepest receiver class I've ever seen. So I can get a receiver the next round or the round after that, or the round after that. Take take the quarterbacks because this is about it. You got these three, and that's all you're gonna get. I don't like Herbert, I think he's trash. I think that he got worse every year in college. I don't think he's very good, but he has athleticism. He has Keenan Allen. He has Austin Eckler. He has a decent offensive line. He has a really good team around him. Uh, I can take him and have him as my third quarterback in a super flex, plug him in on bye weeks if there's an injury. Uh, that's, that's better when you have one quarterback on your team and you're screwed. I'm going to win the championship. So I'll take Herbert. Hey, be, be
3: easy. This is a this is a pro uh, Justin Herbert podcast here, pal. <laughs> the, the, the only person I know that has better hair than Nick Whalen is Justin Herbert. I, and, look, that's, I don't know about that. That's going to look. Go and, and I am a a fan. Um, I, I think the 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 top of the mark for him could be Josh Allen. The floor <laughs> is Mitch Trubisky, and the more likely is maybe mm-hmm. like a Daniel Jones. I see some heads shaking. Uh, Angelo, that, that's that's me. Angelo, jump in there with uh, Justin Herbert, and then throw it to Nick for the uh, one
2: ten. Oh, he's not going to be Mr. Biscay. That's what I want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's gonna, I think he's going to be a little bit better. Not than Not that good. I think he's a little <laughs> bit better. Than that. Oh, Jerry, that's tough.
4: <laughs> Listen, uh, here's the question, Nick. You do have a great haircut. Did you do it yourself? I, I don't know what the rules are in Wisconsin that's right actually now. Actually, a
2: really good point too.
5: So um this is this is completely derailing but you guys asked so my my girlfriend cut my hair because i bought a set of clippers about a year ago but just to, like between haircuts and so yeah i mean she can do it all the way up until here with the clippers and then this side is kind of clippers and kind of just whatever but i'm like who's really gonna see me but i forget i have all this stuff all the time so but thank you I'll, i will let her know but that you cut. she did her. she did good well yeah. we, we liked your hair she, hey,
4: she she gets an hour just so you know <laughs> inside jokes inside jokes
0: i'd love to be part of one someday
4: one day
3: kane all right let's get this train let's get this train back on the tracks nick you're up with the
5: 110 uh this is actually much more difficult than i thought it was going to be i really want to go with a running back that garrett knows who i would go with but i'm I'm not going to go there um because there's just so much value at wide receiver here and i'm gonna go away people probably aren't gonna guess uh, i'm gonna go jalen rager uh when you land and get paired with carson wentz which that's a big part of this now is it's getting the targets the quality targets from a quarterback look at that offense they traded and drafted so many receivers because they really don't believe in jj ortega Whiteside anymore uh urtson got Goddard, about all they have uh and sanders but if they got to throw outside it's going to be rager he's going to get good quality targets um i i like him over Judy because of that and because of what Denver did in the rest of that draft and what they have it just doesn't scream that someone's going to get 130 targets in Denver
3: I I would agree I don't want to talk too much about Judy until he goes but I do like Rager he was actually so I'm in the midst and uh Mr. Garrett's in this league with me we're in the middle of the UDPL draft and Rager was the first wide receiver off of the board and I was the one that took him. And it was, there you go. We found the guilty party. So i tell you what, uh, tell us what you liked about Rager and then throw it to Kyle for the 111.
7: Yeah, Nick did a great job of highlighting uh, a, a lot of the the opportunity that he has. Uh, but but even before this process, he was my third wide receiver uh, out of this class. Uh, despite not being the most uh, large and physically imposing receiver, he's not tiny. You know, for a guy that you know is thought of as a speed guy, he's not little. You know, he's five eleven. He's got good bulk to him. He can do the contested catch stuff, uh, but he's also very uh, elusive in the open field. And he's got that dog in him that you don't see out of some of the other receivers. He plays uh, with a chip on his shoulder. He plays angry. Uh, so I, I am a big fan of uh, Jalen Rager, and and he is going to be the the top receiver that I take this year. It's close between him and CD, uh, but he'll be the first one that I
6: choose. Uh, Kyle, I think you're up. All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to – I think everybody's kind of <laughs> teed this one up. I mean, I think the running backs have kind of teared off here. The quarterback's obviously gone. I'm not touching any of these other QBs from this class. Uh, so I am just going to take Jerry Judy. I think, you know, he is, uh, ultra talented. I think he's, you know, top one or two in this class for sure. Uh, you know, Rager being taken ahead of him totally makes sense. I think outside of Rager and lamb, you have a lot of question marks with all these receivers while we, we don't question the talent of a lot of these guys, but their quarterback pairing is a little bit questionable. Uh, Denver obviously spent a lot of, (laughs) a lot of resources on adding weapons to this offense, but I think when you look at last year, it's tough to kind of predict what this offense will look like, you know, this year or going forward. Pat Shermer being the new OC in Denver will hopefully open up this offense even more. Uh, And and I think Judy's talented enough that he can work his way into, you know, potentially being the wide receiver one there eventually. uh, But regardless, he has a great pairing with Cortland Sutton on the other side. So I think Judy right here towards the end of round one is is fantastic value. And uh, you just have to bet on the talent.
3: Now, I like Jerry Judy, and I've said this this week, and he went from my wide receiver one in this class to my wide receiver four. And I think when you're a precision route runner like he is, you don't want to be paired with a Yolo bomb quarterback. And that's kind of what I feel like Drew Locke is. I, I don't want to put him in the Jameis Winston bucket yet, but he's real close. And I, I think his playing style to me seems to fit more with with sutton but we don't know and and my fear my only fear with judy and the talent he's clearly the best route runner in this class but it's uh it's the accuracy of his qb but i I hope you're right because i really really like this guy coming out and then jerry the 112 wrap it up in round one
4: so i would have really liked to get jerry judy see the thing about jerry's is we're few and far between it's you know it's a dying breed Jerry Jerry, 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 Lewis. Jerry, Spr- Jerry, Springer, growing up, he ruined that for me. I couldn't walk down the halls in third grade without hearing my name chanted. <laughs> oh, Jerry God. Sandusky really ruined it for all of us. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it, so oh, so no. I'm really rooting for Jerry Judy here. They they got, got Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's a little bit of a nut job, but then you see him on his <laughs> yacht, and he gives us a little cred, so that's the good news there. <laughs> so I'm rooting for Jerry Judy, but I, I'm going to just keep going wide receiver because I'm <sighs> – I think if you go running back here, it's a little bit of a stretch unless you you know you believe in one of these guys. a lot. Um, I, I'm gonna go with T. Higgins and he's not a guy that I super loved going in. I like big guys like that. I like big body guys that can make contested catches because I'm a sucker. I'm still living in 2011. I can't help it. I watched Kelvin Johnson as a Lions fan. Listen, if he's the guy that's matched up with Joe Burrow long time and can emerge as the alpha wide receiver there he's going to be relevant for a at least you know the immediate future. A.J. Green is 138 years old. I am a anti-Tyler Boyd. I, I mean, there's eight guys sitting here. I'm sure there's people in here that like Tyler Boyd. I'm not one of them. So I don't really think he's going to emerge. And if T. Higgins is that dude, and I can get him at 112 to match up with Joe Burrow, the most successful college quarterback, or had the most successful college season of any quarterback,
3: Hell yeah, easy pick. All right. I, I don't hate it, I, and I agree that it does take some wind out of the sails of Tyler Boyd, but I will say Tyler Boyd played better when he had someone opposite side of him. His numbers were actually better with A.J. Green. So, uh, And in this offense, they could really open it up, and I think they may have to. There's some pretty good offenses in that, in that division. So I'm going to recap round one real quick uh, before we jump into round two with Angelo with the 201. First pick was Joe Burrow. Then Tua, reach. <laughs> it was a it was a stretch. Uh, th- then Tua, C.D. Lamb, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde edwards hilaire Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Justin Herbert, Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, and T. Higgins. So Angelo, my friend, you are up with the two zero
2: one. Uh, I think for me this is a really easy pick as a guy I've been high on uh, throughout the pre-draft process. and That's Justin Jefferson um i like his landing spot in minnesota um he's going to be a good underneath option for him and i think he's more versatile than i think we all kind of know and i think he'll be used inside and out but primarily he'll be put in the slot and create some good mismatches for cousins um but adam thielen's also turning 30 this season um so i've and he's also had some injury injury issues the past couple of years um but i think jefferson's going to be a guy there that um could see upwards of 100 targets in the next couple of seasons so uh, I'm excited what he can do, and I think he he might be their primary red zone option as well. So um, he's a guy I like, and I like getting him at 201, that's for sure.
3: He, he uh, won me over when I saw comps to him of Reggie Wayne. As a Colts fan, I absolutely oh, loved it. Even in spite of not being the highest-powered offense, there's still a lot of fantasy points left behind by Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo. I'm up with the 202, and I'm going to take a pick that's going to make Garrett and Nick proud of me. And that is Mr. Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, I actually drafted him twice already in two live drafts. And on top of liking the player and having a personal ideology of drafting running backs and trading for wide receiver, I just I love the landing spot. I know Nick's gonna give me the fish eye because he's a, still a big fan of Ronald Jones. I, I just like I
5: like I, both I, of them though.
3: Uh, I, I like a potential uh, three down skill set and this offense, man is going to put up points on points on points. This is the kind of guy that I'd like to use for a year or two and then be able to flip. I don't think he has the, the long-term value, but for short-term, if, if you need a running back or you're just a, a firm believer in drafting them as they typically hold or accrue value, I'm going to go Keyshawn Vaughn being attached to Tom Brady in that offense. And uh, Garrett, since you're a Keyshawn Vaughn fan, uh, I'm going to throw it to you. You can give us a little something on Vaughn in Tampa Bay, and then you're up with the uh, 203.
7: Yeah, I saw you take him in the UDPL league, and I was uh, I was a little heartbroken, uh, but that was a great selection by you. Uh, and yeah, I'm a very big fan uh, of his. Uh, similar to Rager, uh, I think the the two of them probably have the the most attitude out of uh, any of these players that I've seen in the, in this draft class. Uh, they all play with the chip on their shoulder. Um, overall, I I think he is an underrated pass catcher. And I think he's really good between the tackles. Uh, very, uh, very hard nosed runner runs much bigger than he actually is. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a great pick and a great, a great landing spot as well. So I'm actually gonna kick it back to uh, to your team though, and uh, I'm gonna go Michael Pittman Jr. here. I think that was a fantastic landing spot. You saw the draft capital matchup. I was worried that he was going to go a little bit later on in the draft. I had him, uh, I think as high as my wide receiver six or seven pre-draft. So I I had him pretty high and uh, I was trying to figure out if I was, was too high on him. And then I see him go at the very top of the second round and, uh, you know, it was good confirmation for everything that I was seeing on TV. But you know, I was wondering—you know—these these big body receivers are kind of out of vogue right now. They're not as as popular, not as trendy. Uh, but the the nice part about him is, I think there's a lot more that he can do than just these contested catches. He's a he's a very underrated route runner, better after the catch uh, than most other big body uh, wide receivers are. Uh, and I think he's I think he's a very intelligent guy. He did did great on the Wonderlick heard him talk at the combine very intelligent and he's got the pedigree as well and that's something that can't be overstated so uh i'll be very happy to take michael Pittman here
3: and i asked a friend of just about everybody here matt waldman and because tj hushmanzada said in an interview that the one thing that a lot of guys can't do in the nfl is decelerate quickly and, and do a good job on that and and Pittman does a really, really good job of that. So he is a better route runner than people think. As a Colts fan, that was the pick I was excited for. That was the Tiger Woods fist pump moment. I was like, yes, watching it on TV, very excited. Um, I just like the kid. I like his toughness. I, I like the way that he was brought up, obviously not only in life, but in football. And when I heard him in an interview, he said that he knew when he got to USC that it was a full receiver room. And he knew the only way he was gonna get on the, the field was playing special teams and working hard. Man, you gotta love that blue collar, bring your lunch pail to work, everyday attitude, much like our next drafter, Kane, who's up at the 204.
0: Um, so this pick will not surprise Garrett Price. Um, and it's clearly I'm going Don't with do the it. Uh, Don't I'm do going it, with Gabe. the tank. You know oh, I gotta no. take AJ Dillon. Um so AJ Dillon, you know, I'm going to take a tier 3 running back over a tier 3 wide receiver um in my eyes and that's all that was left on the board. Um and I think there's a good shot that he actually gets some carries this year and then we're seeing, you know, that uh Aaron Jones only has one year left on his deal and I doubt they're going to re-sign him because um Green Bay's shown everything in their power that they don't like Aaron Jones. So um I'm going to hope for AJ Dillon, and he's my guy, and I'm going to take him. Well, like we said earlier,
3: I mean, you got to get your guy. And are you worried that his skill set's a little redundant and that he just may be limited? You're willing to wait on him to be a a, a big time producer?
0: Right. So I think he's going to get some touches already this coming year, Um, but I think he can actually catch a little better than most people think he can. And I think he actually fits well in the in the new offense that Lafleur believes that he's going to run, um, which is more of a heavy run style offense. Obviously, Lafleur coming from um, Tampa Bay, so we've seen him do it with Derek Henry at least a little bit. No, I'm not comparing Derek Henry and AJ Dillon, um, but we've seen that he likes to run that uh, power run offense, and that's why I'm high on uh, on AJ Dillon.
3: And, and you, I think you said Tampa Bay inadvertently. It was Tennessee exactly yeah that's
0: what i meant tennessee via. there's so many teams out there there's 32 of them
3: how, how are you supposed to keep them all straight <laughs> i can't with all that Devi information in your head how can you possibly how could you possibly remember all 32 teams speaking of Devi, shane you're back <laughs> up on the clock I'm, I'm the king of transitions jerry will tell you
1: look at that look at that a pro. i, I want to hear some jerry transitions man those are my favorite Look, I think this pick, I have about three three receivers that I would be happy with getting here. Uh, I think all three are huge upside swings with big downsides. I'm going to take LaVisca Chenault, the wide receiver from Jacksonville. I, I, I like this upside swing the best to me. I know there might be some guys – that will ADP-wise go ahead of him. But, A, I think Jacksonville's going to be absolutely god-awful this year, which usually is a bad thing. But when they get Trevor Lawrence, and he's their quarterback, and is their number one receiver, then he's going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL throwing to him. I, I, I didn't love him, but – I do think the injury, the core injury, really hampered him this season. You go back and watch a fully healthy LaVisca Chenault. Um, he, he's an absolute dominant player, and I feel confident that he can be a dominant player in the NFL compared to some of the other receivers on the board. So I, I like getting him here. I think the upside's big. He's probably the best, right, In second-best receiver on that roster after DJ Chark, um, and I think we'll see his his good years ahead of him.
3: Let me ask you a quick question before I throw it to Nick. I heard this earlier. I heard him comped to and going to be used like a Debo Samuel. Is he physically – I think that's a good comp, and that is something that he could really do, and that got me more excited for Chenault than I was yesterday. I, my, my concern is, is do you think he can physically hold up? Because that was his only real knock coming out of college, is his physical toughness.
1: Well, I think, I think that's the big question, right? And if he holds up – um. Then I think he could actually be better than Debo. I think he has a little more weight to him. I think he's a little tougher to bring down in terms of pure strength. Um. So I actually think the upside is above Debo Samuel. Uh, but that being said, I think the downside is you know he he's he's hurt for ten games every year and yet you, you never use him. Um. So it, it's a risk. I think this mid second round you're really swinging for that upside.
3: Yeah. All oh, right. I agree. Go ahead, Angelo. I'm gonna let Angelo jump in because not only is LaVisca his guy, but that, if you go to his website, A- Angelo, the website.
2: Oh yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate the plug-in. But um, but yeah. So um, LaVisca is actually the the lead into my website. Um, and one of the reasons is he he's one of the guys when I evaluated him. He's probably the one of the best movers of this whole entire class in terms of skill positions. And at a, at a almost 230-pound size, he's a very unique player to evaluate because he does everything and does everything pretty well. Um, and the one thing I think that's going to be interesting with him, and you touched on a little bit, Shane, is he's going to get the ball a lot in Jacksonville, but get, get the ball a lot in different ways. And I think he brings a different dimension at running back than th- that what they have with Fournette in terms of being a pass catcher. And I think we're going to see him in the backfield quite a bit and on third downs, we might see him there as well. But um, I'm a big fan of Chennault, and this landing spot was um, one of the ones I was kind of hoping for um, in terms of his development. Because, like you said, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be really bad this year. they to be playing from behind a ton. Um, and if he stays healthy, he might get a, a top tier quarterback to you know have thrown him the ball next year, like a Lawrence or uh, Lawrence or Field. So um, it'd be really interesting. But um, he's a guy around this around this part of the draft. I'm definitely definitely taking.
3: All right. Before I throw this to Nick for his next pick, I don't want to make this the, the Lavisca show, but I am concerned with him cutting into all those. Now, a, a low key winner of the draft was Leonard Fournette, but I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned that Lavisca is going to cut into that passing target work that he had last year. I think that Fournette got a lot more than he was probably expecting, and then with a new offensive coordinator in Jay Gruden, I think he'll be more excited to use lavisca in that short passing game than he is leonard fournette so uh nick you're up buddy
5: i i'm pretty torn here because i want to go with the guy that i i uh is a sleeper that i really like but i can't do that because this is about accuracy right randy a
3: hundred percent i want you to draft it as if you were on the clock because you are here to give your opinion of who you would take in this spot
5: yeah okay i'm going to take denzel this is why I'm hot, Mims. Um, or as truthers would know, like this, Mims. Um, well, you want to look at situations, uh, aside from talent. So, talent wise, going in, he was my third ranked wide receiver and he dropped. and I think he's fallen off people's radars. And you look at the weapons with the Jets, I know it's the Jets, and there's Gase. Do we really think he's going to last that much longer? We talked about Patricia leaving. You, don't, I mean, Gase could leave within a couple of games next year. If there is a season, um, there's a young quarterback there that's talented. There's Perryman, who I like as a sleeper. Um, everyone liked Herndon. That didn't work out. Uh, Le'Veon Bell can barely walk anymore. There, there's nobody there. Crowder, if people are loving that, I don't love Crowder that much, long-term even. So you have Mims, who's has the size, the athleticism. He had two one thousand yard seasons at Baylor. No one really talks about that constant production. They just talk about that he was a senior coming out, you know, in the breakout age. He consistently performed there. I liked his technique, his route running. Uh, I think he was a little bit lazy. He could have been uh, finished his routes a little bit more. But other than that, I thought he's a really good prospect who I think has high in potential. You guys were talking about Chenault, and you want to swing for the fences here. I mean, let's get a guy that has the size, runs a four three eight, in an offense that needs a number one.
3: He's a fantastic athlete, and to your point, I it's the tight end there that I actually like is Ryan Griffin more than, than Chris Herndon, but it's T. Higgins, Jamison Crowder, uh, Perryman, and this kid, and this kid's going to have every opportunity to break out this year. All right, Kyle, one last shot at glory here. What you got? <laughs> 20, no pressure? 207
6: yeah no no pressure first of all in this company man i feel like i'm out of my element as it is you got uh you got some guys that are obviously super knowledgeable and i feel like i just keep taking like oh well this guy was drafted earlier uh but in in all seriousness i mean i think with the last two wide receivers and and another receiver that i'm going to take here is uh you're talking about situations that are not ideal in the moment um but we're not drafting these guys purely just for 2020 you're looking for assets especially here in the second round though you can take a bit of a flyer I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. Uh, I know that in 2020, I'm not really counting on him for much, if anything, um, but just hoping that they'll be able to pair him with a quarterback that, you know, can, can utilize his strengths the best, get that ball downfield. And, you know, he's, he's obviously got that elite speed. He was taken as the first receiver off the board in the NFL draft. And in the second round, I think he's worth a flyer, especially at, at this range where I kind of feel like there's, you know, there's maybe only one other receiver. I feel like there's a fall off at running back. So, I'm just going to take the flyer on rugs and and know that I didn't have to pay a, a super high price for him.
3: I really like rugs, and I know that he got a lot of company in Lynn Bowden Jr. and Brian Edwards. And when we go around the horn to talk about a guy that just looks like someone that I, I think could be an alpha. I really do. I don't think he's just all deep speed. I think they're going to use him in a lot of different ways. And the term that I used is Gruden got his uh Tyreek Hill I don't know that he's necessarily Tyreek Hill exactly but man the AFC West is going to turn into the wild wild west and that every team's going for broke on offense so I can't wait to see how he's used I like the pick Jerry what you got buddy
4: so I wanted Henry Ruggs I mean here we are we're talking about the first wide receiver off the board in the draft and we're taking him at 207 so if that says anything about what we're looking at in this draft class you know that's a telling sign. I'm sort of in a little bit of a pickle, though, uh, because I don't love Brandon Ayuk, and his draft capital made me question myself. I went back and looked at him. I still don't love him, but if, if you're getting taken where you are and you're in a situation, listen, Debo Samuel can do tons and tons of awesome things, but he does a lot of different things. He's not necessarily the top wide receiver in that offense, and if Brandon Ayuk can emerge and be the guy... And Debo is just going to keep in that same role that we have seen. You know, if we're swinging for the fences, I could do a lot worse than this guy. And you're talking about somebody with insane draft capital and not my favorite, like I said. And in, in truth, I probably won't have him much. He went at 107 in one of my leagues and I laughed my ass off. But, you know, if that's your guy, that's your guy. At 208, though, I mean, how many people are getting first round talents at two Oh eight in normal drafts. So, you know, I am going to take it and hope because let's be honest, what's the hit rate on this pick anyway, 30%, maybe sub 30%. If I can get that draft capital in an offense that is not, I mean, it's got George Kittle and it's got Debo and I'm not the biggest Jimmy guy. I'm really not. But if he can emerge and be the guy, shit easy.
3: Well, I, I, again, another Wild West. I, you know the the Rams. I would have thought would have spent draft capital on the defense. They were like, nope. You know, San Francisco obviously got Ayuk, and we we saw what uh what Seattle and and Arizona did. So I, I liked your point about the draft capital at this point in a rookie draft. All right, Angelo, one more shot for yourself at the two oh nine. It's a tough pick.
2: Uh, oh, man, I think I'm gonna go with Antonio Gibson. I, I think. For, for me, I, I think the Redskins are going to do something a little different on offense this year. And they're going to be a team that is going to play from behind um, as well. And I think Gibson does profile as more of a, as a pass-catching option Um any of the backs in that backfield. Um, I don't know if guys can ever stay healthy. Peterson's on his last leg. Bryce Love, we don't know if he's going to return. Um, Peyton Barber's Peyton Barber. Um, and They need, they need some the speed in that backfield, and um, Antonio Gibson gives them, gives them that and then more um, as a receiving option. So um, That's my pick there.
3: Okay, well, I like it. I'm looking at MFL. Like I said, I have two live drafts going on right now, not to be confused with two live crew, the rap group from the late 80s and early 90s. <laughs> You're uh, the only one that
4: was alive for that. <laughs> uh, go yeah. to hell, Jerry.
3: <laughs> Antonio Gibson is listed on MFL as a wide receiver. Now, if he winds up lining up in the backfield, and there's been talk from the local media there in Washington that Antonio Gibson's going to play running back. So if if he's a guy who's playing running back with a wide receiver designation, I don't know about you, but that feels like an advantage to to me. It's kind of like another guy. I don't know if we'll get to him. I don't want to tip my hand on him. We'll cover some, uh, some tidbits after we get done wrapping this up. I'm up with the 210, and I actually took this guy earlier at the 209, and again, I want this to be a real example of what we do in this situation. I took Jordan Love. I will gladly take the guy who had the, a team traded up first-round draft capital for, and I know that I may have to wait a year or two based on Aaron Rodgers' cap number, but I'm totally fine with that. To Jerry's point earlier, the hit rate at this point in drafts is, is very low, or it gets sketchier the further you get away from the 101, and to have a guy that... In in a year from now, maybe two years from now, I'll have a starting quarterback. Hey man, that's great. And let's not pretend like Aaron Rodgers couldn't be a flake and just show up at camp and about halfway through the sea or halfway through training camp, pull an Andrew Luck and just retire. It's not like he doesn't have plenty of money. He wouldn't have opportunities with, you know, he's seen what Tony Romo's done. So if I can get Jordan Love this late in drafts, man, I I, I know that. I could be setting fire to this pick or I may have to leave him on my taxi yeah, but for a I, I while. Don't, I, Go if ahead. they
4: took a quarterback in the first round, they're gonna play him. At some point, you are going to have a starting quarterback. So I don't think yeah. there's All really right. any chance you set fire to the pick. Well now, you, maybe it may increase he's bad. in
0: value. No the pick you, it, doesn't increase in value for the next two years. Yeah, which so is I fair. think I think that's the only right. If we're just looking at the negative side of that, just to come at Memphis for a little bit, I think the only negative side is just that the pick doesn't increase in value for a couple of years. It's right. Provided that Aaron Rodgers stays there.
3: It's kind of like a savings bond is the way that that I'm looking at it. You know, it's going to have to sit for a while and mature, but eventually I think it comes to full value and I I, I would have a, a quarterback and in two QB and super flex leagues, he's incredibly valuable in my opinion. And let's be honest, it's not like Aaron Rodgers isn't the healthiest cat around. A couple of broken collarbones and MCL here or there. He could get on the field sooner than later. So uh, at, at the 210, though, I, I can't say no. And, and I'm a super flex guy. So Garrett, you got one more pick, buddy. What you got at 211? I'm
7: battling my my heart versus my head here uh, because there's well, been a, a player. Gone. Oh, phew, never mind. I'm good then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, my my heart wants to take in, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't think this is tipping off whoever's last Kane, so I, I don't I don't think he would take him anyway. But uh, my heart really wants to take DJ Dallas. I'm in love with the guy, but. My head tells me otherwise. I'm going to take Brian Edwards, wide receiver uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it's not very often where uh, tape guys and film guys come together on a later uh, round prospect and both agree that like, oh yeah, he should be pretty good. Brian Edwards is one of those rare cases where that does happen. Um, the absurd breakout age uh arguably the most physical or at least one of the most physical wide receivers in the draft, played in the SEC, uh, broke a bunch of records for South Carolina in a really good landing spot. I I actually think he could end up profiling as their ex-receiver for the foreseeable future. And so uh, I'm very excited about uh, Brian Edwards in in Las Vegas, and I think it'll be a pick that actually so far I've done two drafts as well, and I have them in both both my drafts. So uh,
3: this is definitely on brand. This is one that I could think in a year from now you'll be able to buy really low and you'll be glad you did. I looked at Tyrell Williams' contract; his entire 11 million dollar contract is counts against the cap, so there's 0.0 dollars of cap relief. So they're going to leave Tyrell Williams there. That's cool. He's a veteran, but I absolutely agree with this pick. I know a lot of people are concerned about Lynn Bowden Jr. I don't know if I'm spoiling Kane's last pick. I like Lynn Bowden Jr. But I heard a comp to him earlier uh, of Josh Cribs, formerly punt returner, wide receiver, a running uh, like like a gadget type guy for them. And so I don't think he really helps anybody, but he doesn't really hurt anyone either. I think Hunter Renfro will still be fine. He'll have his his uh, slot role in an offense that wants to move the ball. But yeah, I think Tyrell Williams is going to be just in the way enough that if you can be patient and leave this guy on your taxi squad going into 2021, I think you're going to love this pick. All right, Kane, bring this thing in uh, with with the 24th pick.
0: Look at that so, smirk he's got on his face. So dude. Well, so I love that I just bashed Randy for taking a quarterback that has to wait. But um, I'm I'm going to take the guy that just has to wait one year, and I'm going to take Jacob Eason. Um, I think if we're looking at a super flex league and you're sitting one year behind Phillip Rivers, Um, that's a guy I want on my team, right at knowing that I'm probably have traded my third, fourth, fifth, sixth round rookie picks. Um, this is going to be the last pick that I'm probably going to make in most leagues. So I'm going to take the quarterback and hope that I can, um, accrue value knowing that there's only one year left on that rivers deal.
3: I I think he's going to be 2021's Jarrett Stidham. He's gonna be the guy. That's fine that, with me. He's gonna be the guy that yeah. no one's gonna believe is gonna be the starter until he's the starter. Well, listen, there it is. And I'm really glad that we were able to get these guys on such short notice. And I don't want to, you know, cover for Kyle, but Kyle jumped in at the last minute. We had a good friend of the show, Ray GQ was gonna be on with us. Ray had a personal emergency, was not able to. Kyle, being the good friend that he is, dropped everything at the last second to jump in with us, so we had an even eight drafters. So I'm going to go around the horn. I want these guys to tell you what they're doing, what they're into, um, so you can check them out and continue to follow them. I'm going to start with Shane. Mr. Howland, what's going on with you, buddy?
1: I got a lot going on. If you want to go over to draftsite.com, I have a 2021 seven-round mock draft. I have a 2022 seven-round mock draft and a one-round 2023 mock draft. You can check that out. Uh, right over at steelcityinsider.net about the Steelers and uh fake if you want to go back and see my winning top 100 and uh eighth place mock draft from this past uh, year.
3: All right, I forgot to ask. Give us one guy that we didn't mention that that you're high on.
1: Just just at all or you you just, want just uh, a,
3: just in general like a UDFA, a guy who went in the 7th round. Just give us a name.
1: I mean, look, I have ta- you know, I've talked about him before, but my kind of the undrafted free agent I like is James Robinson at Illinois State got signed by the Jaguars. They don't have a third running back right now that's worth mentioning. I think he's going to make the team. We know they want Leonard Fournette out and Rykel Armstead sucks. So I think James Robinson's got a shot uh, at some point.
3: All right. Well, I couldn't let you get out of here without a James Robinson blast. You are on brand. It's
1: in my contract. it's
3: so. in It's in his contract. Nick. Uh, what's going on with you and give us one guy that we didn't mention that you're uh, obviously high on.
5: Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. This is always uh, a fun uh, to catch up with you and draft with all these guys. It's uh, you know, they're all friends and uh, they're all pretty smart too. It's cool to do this because people will take other guys than I would take. So it it just makes me think about my process more, which I think is what people are going to listen to it for. So um, if you didn't agree, then maybe you do the same thing that I just did. Uh, But for me, um, My website, nickwhelan.org, is getting uh, worked on right now. It has a cover page. There are more pages coming, but that's where my publications and life coaching business are all going to stem from. And Plus, I'll write about that stuff that me and you you talk about Memphis, the Spartan racing. I'll put stuff up there whenever we can race or get outside again. Um, Another guy – oh, and I'm going to have an article coming out on for 444 um on kind of a first round mock draft of what next year will look like that'll probably be in the next month or two there um a guy no one drafted who i was torn between in my last pick that's why i want to mention him and it's not a udfa is van jefferson i'm really high on van jefferson he was in my top 10 pre-draft not many people were hyping him up you listen to the press conference with les sneeden and sean mcveigh and They said he's like an NFL veteran with the way that he always runs his routes. He's a coach's son, the way he catches the ball at the catch point. um, They really love him. And to me, I wonder if that's a little bit of is Cooper Cup going to be there long-term or are they going to let him go and then let Jefferson slide in there because really all all you have is Woods and you got – apparently they needed another tight end so they got rice hopkins but they, they don't they you know reynolds i'm not as intimidated by so i think jefferson's a pretty good gamble and they'd spend a second round draft capital on him
3: yeah that if cooper cup gets thrown out of la it'll break my heart because cooper cups my guy and i, I don't I think know. uh i don't think jared jared Goff's gonna let that happen that's a uh, that's his bff i think they'll put robert woods out on the street before cup but but who knows all right kyle Thanks for jumping on. Thanks for being a good pal and uh, making it happen at the last second. You uh,
6: you are a hero, sir. What's going on with you and Seth and the fellas? Yeah, man, we're uh, we're still dropping podcasts every single week over at the Fantasy Football Fellas. So I've obviously been on the Warzone a bunch. So if you haven't checked us out already, you know, uh, take a look. You know, we're dropping one episode a week through the offseason. We're going to have Memphis on with us tomorrow. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then for me, man, I'm, I'm still writing a little bit here and there for Fantasy Pros and over at Red Shirts Fantasy Football. Uh, so just keeping busy with that, doing some rankings and such, and just getting my getting pumped for 2020, man. Hoping we have a football season.
3: Well, we're gonna have a football season, whether or not we have fans in the stands is, is what is really Who cares about that. Yeah, the,
6: the NFL's a,
3: like them? The The NFL is gonna make sure they get that sweet, sweet TV revenue. All right, yes, Angelo. Sir. I, I oh, Kyle, do you have a you have a, a sneaky guy that you wanted to mention that you've got an eye on deep in drafts?
6: Oh, for for me, man. Uh, this guy was this guy was drafted. You know, he's not a UDFA or super deep. But it was you know, but it was a day three pick. Uh, Antonio Gandy Golden to Washington. I think is a guy that you know isn't as hyped up because of the class he's in, but he landed in a spot that I think you're going to see early returns on him. So he's a guy that you can get super cheap. He wasn't drafted here, obviously, in our draft. Um, I think he's a guy that's going to put up some production. So regardless of what you think about him, I think he's going to have an opportunity, and you know, you can probably cash out on him. Uh, within a year if, you, if you're not a believer you know
3: all right well uh, i don't think antonio Gandhi golden is a threat to my man crush terry mclaren so i'll let no. that i'll let that one slide sidekick all right <laughs> angelo tell us about that beautiful by the way I, I i know i've talked about it twice now but if you've not been to angelo's website please check it out it is so crisp and so clean and so so easy on the eyes you got to check it out angelo what's going on with your website and give us a, a sneaky loki guy
2: uh, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate that. Um, it's definitely been a long time coming. I'm just putting some more stuff up on the website. i um, have rookie rankings up this week, um, probably composite tier rankings, um, probably a top 24, 25 type deal. I'm um, excited for that. Just going to keep on um, cranking out these rookie profiles and, and going in depth on some of these guys. Uh, the next one I'm probably going to do is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, and I think his landing spot with Tampa Bay is fantastic. I've liked him. I'm a big Illinois guy. And I liked him ever since I saw him um, run the ball at Illinois, and he was great as a freshman. So um, I'm really interested to see what he does there. Um, but I think my sneaky guy is LaMichael Pirine. I, I think an interesting, an interesting thing here is Le'Veon Bell is an out in his contract in, after the season. So we know that he's, he doesn't get along with Coach Adam Gaze. Um, not many do. But I really do think that there's a, there's a chance that LaMichael they their starting running back, um, next year, and if if they um fix some holes in their offensive line, um, he could have a he could have a good career as a lead back in an offense. So, um, that's a guy I'm going to be targeting everywhere late because um, opportunity could knock if um, Le'Veon Bell um isn't with the Jets in 2021.
3: I uh, I liked P Ryan a lot myself. All right, Garrett, what do you got, man? What's going on? Uh, I I know you're doing some stuff with the the film nerds as as you're now known, and uh, uh, give us a sneaky guy. What's going on?
7: Yeah, Nick and I get to do uh, film nerds. We do it every uh, Wednesday night along with our buddy, Jared Wackerly. Uh, so it's an extension of what we're doing at Dynasty Nerds. But basically, we just sit down, we throw on some tape like we would have done in, in high school or college. And uh, we talk about, you know, the the players and, and what we're seeing. And then, but we do it all through a fantasy lens. So it's a good way to kind of help teach people uh, that might not have played or it's been a long time, uh, you know, how we how we break down tape. Uh, so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool little show, and then obviously I do uh, stuff on the Dynasty Nerds podcast with Rich and Matt. Uh, so that's where all of my stuff is currently. Uh, I also do a little series. I'm I'm a little behind. I need to get a new uh, one up called Faith and Fantasy Football something that I do uh, on my Twitter feed. Uh, And it's basically just me uh, talking about, you know, stuff I love in in, in fantasy football uh, with who I love in Jesus Christ. And then I put those things together. So uh, something else that I do. Uh, And then there's there's quite a few sneaky guys I like. I already alluded to it earlier. And so I might as well just come out and say it. DJ Dallas, uh, he got drafted in the fourth round uh, by the Seattle Seahawks. So decent draft capital. And I think he's one of the most underrated backs in this class, which is funny, a guy from the U being underrated doesn't make any sense, but uh, that's the world that we live in now, unfortunately. But I could argue that he had uh, one of the best uh, contact balance grades for me in the class, Very good in pass protection overall. And he was a former quarterback that converted to receiver, that converted to running back, that also returned kicked and kicks and played special teams. So I mean he did it all. He's he's going to be a guy that's willing to do it all for the Seattle Seahawks. And one of the things that we've seen with the Seahawks is doesn't draft capital doesn't mean that much to them. If there's a guy that they think is better that they drafted later they'll play that player and so you know the a guy that came in in the fourth round absolutely has a shot with two guys uh that are that are coming in uh off of fairly significant injuries obviously penny more so than carson and carson's a good player i like carson uh but there's definitely opportunity for him there with this being the last year of carson's contract
3: a uh, huge fan of that selection you you turn me on to him and just like Shane turned me on to James Robinson, I am getting these guys all over the place, except when you beat me to them in drafts. All right, Kane, tell us what's going on with the Debbie Lounge. Tell us what's going on with the uh, the Debbie Diet, and give us a sleeper not named Tyler Johnson. I'm kicking that crutch
0: right out from under you. <laughs> so I, w- I was 100% ready to talk about Tyler Johnson, <laughs> um, which, you know what, I'm still going to. I like that landing spot. <laughs> so take that randy i'm still gonna talk about it um no i i don't think you're gonna find a bigger uh, tyler johnson supporter than me other than his mom so um that's my guy and i'm always gonna talk about him whether randy tells me to or not but um yeah so i i do a little debbie diet video where um i'm fat and i like to eat good snacks and then i like to compare them to a football player uh pretty simple um i just like doing it because i get to eat food Um, And then I'm one of the co-hosts of the Devi Marketplace, um, which takes a different approach to Devi, where we just look at values, right? So the fun thing about Devi is it just gives us more players to trade. But if you're trading them for incorrect values, you're going to leave your team with no future. Um, So it's really important to look at them and value them correctly. And so we really look at the strategy in that. Um, I'm also a writer at DLF, so I just finished my 2020 recruiting class breakdown um, because I'm already into that recruiting class for college. Um, And then if you you took it from me, I was only ready to talk about Tyler Johnson. Um, But I'm a running back guy. Um, Darrington Evans going to Tennessee um, does make a little bit of sense, right? Um, So he's a quick guy. He Catches well out of the backfield. Deion Lewis has died. Um, and maybe if Deion Lewis was alive, he could have caught a few more in the hold on. couple you, of years. You mean figuratively died, not literally died? Yeah. That's kind oh, of more. Yeah, but okay, like just, like, just, like fantasy value dark.
5: It's getting dark here.
0: <laughs> like, like his fantasy value was, you know, as low as it could go for a really long time. Um, but, you know, they got Darrington Evans – They also, his mom listens to the show, Nick, get out of here. Dion Lewis's mom, I've talked to her. She's not into fantasy football. Um, And so, you know, with Darrington Evans, right, you have Derek Henry, who's on the franchise tag, who knows what they're going to do. If you can get him, you know, third round pick, you know, at that point you're, it's a 5% chance for someone to hit in the third round of a fantasy football draft. So you might as well take a chance on a guy that, might produce a little bit this year and provided if the uh context in the backfield changes he really has a shot to um make some big waves provided that uh derrick henry is no longer on the team i I like that pick and the fact that he managed to go on day two it was really
3: late on day two but that draft capital spot means more than people realize jerry before we get these guys out of here you have anybody sneaky you want to bring up real quick
4: Oh yeah, you're gonna make me do it last. No, 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 no. I'm all the
3: good ones. I'm last, pal. <laughs> I'm last, unless you now, take my uh, guy.
4: I, I mean, I'm gonna take Zach Moss just because nobody talked about him. There's, uh, there's a real chance. Sorry, I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, younger, there's, younger, there's a younger real chance that he ends up getting majority of that workload. He, he does. If, if there's one thing we learned about the Carry On Johnsons and the Marlin Max of this draft, those guys that are just not awesome, they're just okay they can get replaced very quickly. Now, Zach Moss is probably that guy next year. Well, but he's still th- running
0: his 40, actually. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> between, between me, him, and Kane, I don't know who would win, but it'll be close. Listen, he's. I hated the spot. I really hated the 40, and watching him play, I loved the dude. I just like dudes that will fight for every inch they get. If I could do the Al Pacino speech right now i would do it but i i'm not smart enough to do it so I, i'll mention it because there's a real chance that he ends up with value at some point in the season because he'll get the majority of the workload well i don't think it'll be great as, because as, josh allen's always going to steal stuff from every running back in buffalo
3: you 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 may get lucky he may be a uh he, he may be a something i just think he's a younger slower less athletic frank gore you know just like a minor nuisance to, to devin singletary but anyway i'll give you one real quick i like joshua kelly Running back out of UCLA, landed in the fourth round with the Chargers. Uh, a nice compliment to what Austin Eckler does. Good-sized guy, um, just you know, a guy that I, I've, I've had my eye on all off season. But I want to thank all these guys so much, and please support them, what they're doing, their websites, their articles, everything they do, because. We bring these guys on here because not only are they a blessing to you guys and your rosters, but they're a blessing to Jerry and I. So this is the longest one of these I've ever had to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. So on behalf of Shane, Nick, Kyle, Jerry, Angelo, myself, Garrett, and Kane, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks, guys.
8: Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat
3: are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like you put it in the cart you add the ring to the cart you add the promo code DWZ ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town go over to trophysmack.com get that trophy get that ring use that code DWZ ring And let's have a big season.